0: Today on Summons, with Pastor Terry Gray. The he
1: says, Christ loves you so much. I mean, His love is wide enough to include all people. His love is long enough to stretch to all of eternity. His love is deep enough to reach into the deepest pit and pull sinners out. Christ's love has been shown in its depth by Him being willing to die and go into a grave. Christ's love for you is high enough that it will take you to heaven.
0: Do you struggle with loving certain people? Or is your focus more on loving those around you than loving God? Today, Pastor Terry will remind you that the two greatest commandments in the Bible are to love God first and love others second. Pastor Terry will also remind you that when you experience God's love, it will motivate you to love Him more and love others, especially those who are hard to love. Pastor Terry will encourage you to remember a time when God showed His love to you in a personal and intimate way. He will say that to experience God's love is greater than any other love you could experience. Here's Pastor Terry in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 as he continues his message, Christian Interior.
1: That's what Paul would pray for you. Christian, he'd say, "I pray that Jesus Christ would dwell in your heart." And there's two words I want you to see. their heart. first of all, it does not refer to your physical heart, not your internal organ that's beating. This again is referring to inside you. the center hub of the real you. you at the core. Paul prays that Jesus Christ would dwell in you. And then this word dwell, there's two Greek words for dwell. The one is poroikeo, and that means to dwell temporarily as a stranger, like a few nights in a hotel. And then there's another Greek word that's translated dwell, and that's KO, and that's the word that means to reside, to live permanently in. This is a word that means to be settled at and completely at home in. And that's the word that Paul uses. Paul says, I pray, Christian, that Jesus Christ himself would be completely settled and completely at home inside you. When you give your heart to Christ, when you ask Jesus to be your Savior, you know that He comes into your life. He comes into your heart. He resides in you. But Paul is not praying about that. If you've never done that, that needs to be the first step that you would take. But that's not what Paul is praying for. Paul is praying for Christians who already have Jesus living in their hearts. And he's saying, I pray that Christ would be at home. In your heart. Think of your heart as a house. All these rooms, closets, a basement, an attic. And as a Christian, Jesus has moved into your house. Paul is praying, though, that Jesus would have free access to every room in your house. Completely at home. In you, Have you given Jesus access to every room in your heart? Or have you compartmentalized Christ? Are you the Christian who has said to Jesus, You can have my church life, you can have my business, but don't take my romantic life or my social life. Are you the Christian who has said, Lord, you can have every area of my life, but don't take my business life that's mine. Or don't take my entertainment life. Or don't take my social life. Leave that closet alone. Paul is praying that you would open every closet. That Christ would be richly at home in you. In every area of your life. Christian, if you surrender every area of your life, if you let Jesus be completely at home in your life, he will do house cleaning. He will take out the garbage. He will clean out some closets. I promise you that. And that will be a little painful. But you know what? Trust him with that. He's cleaning you. And listen, when you let him be the Lord of every area of your life, he is going to bring blessing to every area of your life. Every area of your life that you allow Jesus Christ to touch and be Lord over. He will make beautiful. Trust him. Let him have everything. That's what Paul prays. Christians, that let Christ have everything. I heard a testimony of a Christian woman, very wonderful Christian woman, and she was looking back to her college days. She'd grown up in a Christian home. She knew the Lord. And when she got to college, she decided to take a few areas of her life and make it her own. Her social life and her romantic life. And so she went to college and she joined a sorority. And she started hanging out with frat boys. And for two years she was traveling in the party, party, party circle. And she caused herself a whole lot of pain. And after two years she heard Jesus say, Have you had enough yet? And she repented. She returned to the Lord, and she decided to give every area of her life, and she made changes. And for her, it meant not only quitting the sorority, quitting the school. She quit that college. She enrolled in a Christian university for women. She got involved in Campus Crusade for Christ, worked with other college departments, other colleges that had Campus Crusade for Christ. And she looks back on that and she says, you know, I was scared to death to do it. There was something that I had. I didn't want to give up, but I gave it up. And it was in those days that she met the best friends that she'd ever had. The best friends that you can have, like, real fun with, clean fun. She met her husband. She met the godly Christian man of her dreams. Got married, serving the Lord together. Listen, I know many Christians are afraid of giving everything. They're saying, oh, Lord, I'll give you 80%. But not this. Not this. I want to have fun here. Never realizing that when you give that to God, he brings blessing like you'd never dream. Paul says, I pray that Christians would let Christ dwell in their hearts. Have you done that? Have you made that decision? Third, he prayed that they would be rooted and grounded in love. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being what? Rooted and grounded in love. Paul prayed that Christians would be rooted and grounded in love. Now, rooted, think of that coming from the plant world. Think of a tree, a healthy tree, and the root system, and how those roots go down deep into the soil and wrap around each other and wrap around soil and wrap around rocks. And from that root system, the tree gets its nutrition, and the tree is stable, stands still, Even in those strong El Paso March winds, that's deep, that's hidden, it's below the surface. Paul would say, I pray that Christians have a love that's rooted in them. And then he uses the word grounded. Grounded comes to us from building, it speaks of laying a foundation. A foundation on which a building will be built. And the foundation is the most important part of any building. Do you see the foundation? It's hidden, it's below, it's under the surface. But it's the most important part of the building. I heard of a a pastor who was having a church built, and they were taking for weeks and weeks digging the foundation, doing all these soil tests. Carefully laying out and pouring all the footings. And he got frustrated. He finally said, why is this taking so long? And the builder said to him, Pastor, the most important part of this building is the foundation. If you don't go deep, you can't go high. The foundation. The bedrock foundation of your heart. Paul says, I pray that Christian love would be rooted in your life. That Christian love would be the foundation of your life. And what kind of love are we talking about? It's very simple. A love for God and a love for people. A love for God and a love for people. That's Christian love. In fact, you remember Jesus was asked one time, what is the greatest commandment in all the law? And his answer was, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, the two greatest commandments in all of Scripture are number one, love God, then love other people. Jesus said the entire law hangs on those two. And Paul prays that that love Would be embedded in the very core of God's people. Is that true for you? Do you love God? Do you love people? Is that love growing? Let me tell you if you have that love inside, and it's inside, and it's real. You are going to live an incredibly fruitful life. Your relationships with other people are going to be awesome. You are going to be serving God for the right reasons. Your your tree, your life, your building will be beautiful. It won't be blown over by winds. How about a Christian? Do you have that? Or are you here this morning and you actually have some hatred? In your heart. Are you a Christian who is holding grudges right now against another person? Have you had a hard time forgiving somebody? The Bible says that we should be willing to forgive, that we would have this love deep down inside of us. Maybe you need to just ask God to help you with that this morning. She would be growing in that. Fourth request, and this is one of my favorites. Paul prays that we as Christians would know by personal experience God's love toward us. Check this out. Verse eighteen I pray that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height of to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That is Paul's prayer for, Paul would pray for you. I pray that you would know by personal experience that you would know and enjoy God's love, Christ's love towards you. And please notice what we find out about Christ's love. It says, the love of Christ, verse 19, which passes what? It passes knowledge. It says, we, we can't even comprehend this love. This love is unfathomable. This love is something that you can't take in completely. He talks about the different directions, the, the, the width, the length, the depth, the height. He says, Christ loves you so much. I mean, his love is wide enough to include all people. His love is long enough to stretch to all of eternity. His love is deep enough to reach into the deepest pit and pull sinners out. Christ's love has been shown in its depth by him being willing to die and go into a grave. Christ's love for you is high enough that it will take you to heaven I mean, you, you go every direction when it comes to Christ's love. You go this way and you get to the end of the horizon and you look and you see another horizon. You go this way and you get to the end of this horizon and you look and there's another horizon. And that way, in front of you, behind you, you are immersed in the. Do you understand that the love of Christ for you is greater than any other love that you could ever experience? Christ loves you more than your spouse, than your parents, than your kids. When Paul says, I pray that you may be able to comprehend, really in the Greek, the the better word would be that you can apprehend. See, this isn't a a love that you can totally understand. You, You can't figure it out all intellectually, but Paul says, I'm praying that they'll experience it. They'll grab it. They'll live it. They'll know it. Oh, precious Christian, precious brother and sister in Christ, if one of you would be feeling down, oh, please, please understand that Christ loves you. You are the apple of his eye. And he's proved it by giving his son to die for you, right? There have been many times in my life where um, Christ has shown his love for me in a very wonderful way, in a personal, intimate way, and I love those times. I think it was about 10 years ago, I was going through a difficult time as a pastor. We were meeting in the tent, I don't know some of you were here with us but we we had a tent we we moved into this property and we had a hard time getting this building up and so we were on this meeting in this tent where the the playground is right now for 4 years in a tent you know summers are really hot in el paso and i remember we we those sunday mornings in the tent during the summer we lost weight sitting there i mean it was you come to calvary chapel and lose some weight lose some calories very hot. Now, I remember being very frustrated at that time. It was about two years into it, and, and I was, I was bombed. I was like, man, we live in the, you know, 1900s. We live, AC, air conditioning, carpet, but we couldn't get that up. And I remember one particular summer, I was taking the congregation through the book of Hebrews, which is verse by verse. I was going verse by verse through the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is a tough book, and we'd spend about 45 minutes in that hot tent going through Hebrews. And I remember it was so hard. And I was like, I even told my wife, or I didn't tell my wife. I told the Lord. This was my own personal struggle. I said, Lord, maybe I shouldn't be doing any verse-by-verse teaching. Let us just let me just do some quick 20-minute sermons on love. I know you've called me to be a verse-by-verse expository teacher, but this is too much right now. And I remember thinking, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm going to do some other kinds of sermons. Didn't tell anybody that. That's what I was thinking. At that time in my life, I was reading a book by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who is one of the greatest expository preachers who has ever lived, in my estimation. And I was just reading his story, and at one point in the book, it talks about how he wrote a letter to his wife on her birthday, May 18th. My wife shares that birthday. And I thought, that's so odd. Kim, check this out. You have the same birthday as Mrs. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. We thought, that's really cool. So then we get through the book, and at the end of the book, I find out that I shared his birthday. (laughs) December 20th, I share the birthday of Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, whom I think is one of the greatest verse-by-verse expository preachers in all of church history. Do-do-do-do, do-do, this is weird. And then I find out that they got married in January. Kim and I got married in January. I desperately went all over looking for the date. I thought, oh man, this is going to be the same date. Missed it by 12 days. They were on January 8th. Kim and I were January 20th. But still, I read this right at a point in my life where I'm about to throw in the towel... On expository preaching. And God says, you know what? You were born on the very day of your favorite expository teacher. He was married to a woman who also shares the same birthday as your wife. You know what? That encouraged me greatly. And, and it was, it, it, it was Terry Gray experiencing this personal intimate touch from God. It was God saying, I saw your struggle. I know what you were going through, and I put this together to encourage you. And think about all that had to go into that. The guy had to be born on December 20-some hundred years ago. Meet this woman who was born on the same date. They get married, and they become a preacher. They become an expository preacher. He writes a book, and I find this out. That's, you cannot comprehend the love of of God toward you and the extremes to which God will go to show you personally how much he loves you. And when you know how much Christ loves you, (laughs) that builds that root system, that foundation in your heart that motivates you to love him and to love others. I pray that you would know the love of God in your life, that you would experience it, that you would taste it. And then his last prayer request, which is probably the most remarkable. Verse 19, I pray that you would know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How about that one? Christian, I pray that you yourself would be filled with all the fullness of God. That your life would be filled to overflowing with God. That people would look and see God all over your life. That God would flow forth from your life. They'd see God in your smile, in your demeanor, in the way you work, in the way you treat other people, in what your marriage looks like, in every area of your life. May the supernatural feeling and touch of God be upon you. And may it be evident. Isn't that incredible? Paul prayed that they would be strong inside, that Christ would be at home in their hearts. That we would be rooted and grounded in love. That we would know by personal experience and enjoy the love of Christ towards us. That we would be filled with the fullness of God. And Paul believed that God could answer these prayers. In verse 20 he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him... Be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul says, I pray this for my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I know that Christ can answer these prayers. Listen, Christ can make you strong inside. You can know all these things. So do you. Christian, do you? Christian, are you... you, Are you strong inside? Are you working on that? Are you depending upon the Lord? Are you letting Christ dwell in your life? Is Christian love rooted deeply? Do you want God to be known in and through your life? Are you experiencing the love of Christ towards you?
0: The book of Ephesians is a letter written long ago by the Apostle Paul, but the lessons and encouragement found within apply to you still today. We are so glad you joined Pastor Terry today to study this New Testament book here on summons. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Terry, you can do so by going to our website, summonsradio.com. You can subscribe to our podcast or follow the link to download our mobile app. This will keep you connected to summons and God's Word by giving you access to biblical teachings wherever you are. We're almost out of time. But before we go, Pastor Terry has a final message to share.
1: Did you know you too can learn from the Bible? It isn't an ancient language only open to interpretation from pastors or scholars. The Bible was written so that you could connect with your Creator. God has given you an instruction manual to live by and promises that will continue to bless you as they did when they were first written long ago. I hope that today you take some time to open the Word yourself and let God speak to you through it. Check out the passage you just heard me speak about, or open to a different book. I guarantee the time you spend in the Bible today will not be wasted. Thanks, Pastor Terry. Is there anything we could be praying for during
0: this study? If so, please call us at 915-877-9192. That's 915-877-9192. Thanks for tuning in today, and we hope you'll join us again right here on Summons.